So you're saying, Yo, sir, dude, I just got paid and I want to get laid. Might your humble narrator suggest a live Smodco show? See Smod.com list all the upcoming performances with links to tickets. As for getting laid, that's all on you, amigo. We just make you laugh till you shit your pants. The Smonsters of Talk could be coming to your town. Go to csmod.com and find out. Smodco's been blasting its own brand of fuck yeah for years in all forms of media. If you're saying, Hold up, sir dude. What about video games? We got that market covered too. Visit smarcade.com to learn about two, count them, two games for your iOS and Android device. Jay and Silent Bob grace your mobile with Too Fat to Fly and Let Us Dance. Get your game on, Smod Goblins. Check out smarcade.com. Smodco Internet Radio broadcasts the free funny, but you can broadcast your Smodco love with merchandise. Shirts, posters, comics, memorabilia, and more. JayandSilentBob.com is your hub for comic book men, secret stash, and Kevin Smith's cinematic catalog. It's an online one-stop shop that fulfills your need, minus the weed. JayandSilentBob.com. Book market, baby. Saga has a middle age, and this is it. This is what happens when Jay and Sal and Bob get old. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, last week was penultimate. That would make this week the ultimate episode because we're going to kind of finish the drug story. I uh, we're going to keep it kind of tight uh, this evening because I have to uh, leave here and catch a plane. Uh, I have to leave here at like eight thirty in order to catch that plane, so we won't be going. Uh, very long. Number one, it's nerve-wracking because I, as, I don't know if anybody ever paid any attention, but I ran into some trouble with the airline once. So, uh. Drugs? A little bit, a little bit. Right. No. Um, so I haven't been flying at all lately. So number one, that's nerve-wracking enough. Number two, we're up here doing a show. I'm gonna put the mic down, say goodnight, rush to my car, drive to the airport, get on a plane and leave. And I just watched the Buddy Holly story last week. And I know I'm no Buddy Holly, but I could be the big bopper, you know? So it's a little nerve-wracking, uh, to say the least. And, and right about now, I'm, I'm ready to hit up Muse for some of those good old drugs he always talks about. I'm like, Oxys? Would Oxys help me in this instance, Muse? What are you bringing a pass out for? Oh, well, I have a poem I want to read. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sweet, but... That would be amazing. Not... I'd be like, please, share with the crowd. Um, I don't know. You know what? I was looking for this thing, and it has nothing to do with this. I'm sorry. Um, nothing to do with the show? It, it did not. It has to do with other things, but... Um, yeah, why did I do that? Why was I know, did you just this? get so bored with mine? I was literally I'm it's only been a minute and forty seconds, and I was just like, "I'll make it real tight and shit." I'm Should I tell you what I was really looking at? Yeah, because I have this thing. I had a sign, and I, is Megan bolting with you when you bolt? Yeah, yeah. I had to give her something, and I was trying to find it so I could hand it before you guys are gone. But whatever. So anyway, you were asking me about oxycontin. Let's talk about that. 
I was. I, I, look, I, don't bring your work to our work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got shit to do, too. I, leave I know, I know. Um, yeah, I was asking you about OxyContin. Would that be good for me to keep me calm on a plane and shit like that? What is Oxy? What is the effect of OxyContin? You've talked about how cool uh, one of the drugs was, um, but not really OxyContin. What does OxyContin do for you? Um, OxyContin does sort of the same thing. <clears throat> it depends how much you take, really. Like, when I take it, uh, if I only take a little bit, then I sort of get, um, get a little, I want to do stuff. Like, I want to do stuff with my hands, and I can sort of focus on stuff and want to use my hands and get active if I only do a little bit. But if I do a lot, then yeah, I sort of catch a nod, and you're, you're in this comfort, comfortably numb, if you will. Just like uh, that song. Yes. Is that what that song's about? Yes. I thought it was like a post-blowjob song. No. <laughs> like, I'm comfortably numb, you know? I didn't know it's, that it was about... No, yeah, you're just, you know, you're sort of relaxed, and you've never taken Vicodin or anything for pain? Never, never. You haven't? No, no. I mean, I've known you all these years, so fuck no. But you never need it for real I, pain? I see what happens when fucking one takes even one Vicodin. But like, two days anyone. later, it's just like, hello, boobs, and you fall asleep <laughs> punching the air. <laughs> but you might not. You might not have that addictive thing going. Yeah, look at me. I don't have a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously I could control my urges. I know, but what about when you had the anal fissure? When you want something to stop that pain? Uh, I did. You're talking about the what time I, I could... had an anal fissure. Yes. One time I had. What if I, mean, I let him know? You can't, you can't just roll over. What about like this oxycontin will make the pain go away? I don't know if it would have. That. They, but what if I could guarantee? Have you ever had the anal fissure? No. Okay, I, nothing is, I don't give a fuck. You'll talk to women who are just like, I've had a baby come through my vagina. Bullshit, this was worse. Okay. You're not supposed to have a cut on your fucking sphincter, so it hurt way worse. And that night was the only time in my life I was ever like, load me the fuck up. I wasn't a stoner at that point, but I remember telling Jen, like, call Trish and see if she's got weed. Maybe that'll help. She's like, you're kidding. I was like, I'll try it. I'll try anything. Smoked half a joint. She would did have tried nothing. anything. Yeah, but not that. Not the shit you tried. You know, that's, well, <laughs> you, again, you were such a great example for me. But I, uh, aside from the weed, I also took my first shot of whiskey. Because I've seen so many movies with cowboys and shit. When they're shot, they're like, whiskey, you know, and yeah. they down it, and then they're ready to fight again and shit. So I was like, right, maybe that'll heal my asshole. You should have poured the whiskey on your ass. like when they I, it, it, I believe me, if it, if it didn't sting, because again, as I've said, it was an open wound on my asshole, I would have poured mm. it. I'd have taken the whole fucking bottle if it would have helped, but nothing helped. I took the weed, I took a glass of whiskey, it tasted so fucking terrible. And I think uh, Byron gave me a Tylenol with codeine. That was the hardest I could oh. go. Somebody in the house had a Vicodin. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't You're do like, it. Because, no! Yeah, I was like, no, I've seen it destroy lesser men than me. <laughs> um, the Also, because uh, I remember Jen, too, had had, like, uh, she never did not, never had an addiction. She had a thyroid uh, procedure. And they gave her... They give her oxys, they gave her Vicodins, or mm -hmm. Percocet? Vicodins, they were Vicodins. And she was taking them as prescribed, just like take them once a day, cause, you know, she was in pain. So you think? She did no, though. She, again, she lived with you, so nobody ever wants to, you know, the, the best commercial for let's not imbibe too much drugs has been hanging out with you for like 20 years. She had a good taste of that for 10, so she was never gonna go down that road, but she took them all as prescribed, and I guess the side of the bottle, said um, it, the, one of the side effects could be uh, constipation. Yes. And she got <laughs> constipated for a fucking week. Like, she didn't shit, man. And that scared me, because I love shitting. So I... <laughs> 
I was like, I'll never take that fucking pill. You know, the pill that makes you stop pooping. Forget it. It was horrible. Um, so I, you know, it, it's, it, there's definitely been, uh, markers to kind of keep me away from, from the pills. So Even the pooping and then me. So Jen pooping, me. You don't ever want to use it after seeing that. No, right. no. Well, especially after I saw what she had to go through. And That's whatnot. what I'm saying. Her, like, I remember her being in a lot of pain. Right, because it started building she up, in, and she was doubled over and whatnot. Yeah. I remember being. I remember saying, "Can I? Uh, let me go to to the drugstore and I'll get you like uh, one of those enema yeah. things." And she was like, "What's that gonna do?" And I was like, "I don't know, but I've always wanted to see one get used." <laughs> uh, we tried everything. I remember at one point being like, "Let me get up there, man. A little digital manipulation and whatnot." Still nothing. And and also, it, it was just normally I do that kind of thing in the midst of fooling around, and that was a real dry kind of like you know, using the whole hand, Kev, Moon River, you know that kind of. <laughs> so um, so finally she was like, I was getting scared because she was, you know, you can toxify yourself. Fuck, you got that much shit backed up in you or something. You got to get that out. He's got to get out. So we went to the emergency room with her, and uh, the doctor, uh, they admitted her and whatnot, put her into the emergency room. They wouldn't let me in. So I sat out in the lobby, and she came out an hour later, and she looked like fucking pale as a ghost and just kind of like she'd been through some shit, like she got out of NOM. <laughs> and I was just like, What's, uh, what happened? She's like, get in the car. I'll tell you in the car. <laughs> We're driving home, and she told me what happened was, uh, you know, the doctor was like, what have you been taking? And she's like, I had a... Uh, thyroid uh, condition and, and uh, I had a procedure and so I had to take uh, a Vicodin for the pain and he's like you did the whole bottle she's like yeah I just had to finish as instructed he's going okay one of the side effects of Vicodin is you could become uh, constipated and I, th- I think probably what you have here is a situation like that I'm going to need you to kind of get on the table uh, go face down and you know ass in the air and I was like let me pull over and you tell me this story <laughs> While I touch myself. Um, so she said she was like so humiliated, kneeled on the table, face down, ass in the air and shit. You know, he closed the curtain, of course, but still strange dude sitting there about to fucking look into her ass with a fucking flashlight. And she had uh, impacted fecal matter. The doctor described it as like it was packed so tightly it was like a fucking cork. Like nothing was getting past these. It's a good thing you brought her in because who knows, you know, who knows? Like she could have really been doubled over. So I said, how do you get it out? And she's like, oh, it was the worst. She was just like, I'm sitting there kneeling face down, ass in the air. He pulls out a long speculum. And I was like, like a big spoon? She's like, yeah. And he just starts digging. Reaching in, pulling out. Reaching in, pulling out. She's like, he does it about three times. And he goes, I think you might be ready. She's like, yeah, I got to go. And she ran to the bathroom and immediately like, just fucking filled the bowl for a little girl like that. It's pretty huge. Yeah. Just sitting on a mountain of shit and whatnot. Um, so uh, when she came out, when, when we were driving home, she was telling me the story. She was, she didn't cry, but she was definitely upset. And she was like, never tell anybody the story. <laughs> But that'll keep me off drugs too, man. Seeing that, I don't want nobody putting a spoon up my ass. Not unless I ask him to. No, I used to shit like once a week and I'd be like on the, you know, the towel rack was there and the one, I'd be like, oh, and I swear to God it would come out and he'd be like, this round would be blood on it. Like, and this was constant. This is like a constant for, you know, years. So really? So like and that's not enough to days. make you quit? Like going like, I'm, I'm, I'm having these rock hard bloody stools and shit. No. No? Not at the time. <laughs> well, there was that and like, you know, other, I mean, no, nah, I, I would like to say yes. Did you do anything to help out with the poo? Like Vaseline or? Oh, no. I just, fuck, I just bare ass muscles. Good ass 
pushing muscle that apparently no, scraped just, from the inside. It'd man. be like seven or eight days that it would usually be, and I would sit there and it would, and I just would have to go and I put my legs up in the air like this, you know, like up on the thing, and I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be pushing like I was pregnant and shit. I seriously, you were delivering the shit, man. You were, would, your asshole was kegling. It was because it would seriously like the shit. I feel like would get to the ass and it would hurt so much. It'd be like ripping it open that I'd be like, ow, ow, and it would go, and so and my ass would be like, and then I'd be like, fuck. So then I'd be like. And like water would fucking splash up and shit. It, would be, it hurt. It was ble- it, it yeah. It was no fun. Like every seven or eight days, like I said, it'd be like fuck. And between there, no uh, shitting. Just every seven or eight yeah, days. You don't no shit for shitting. a week. What's that? That's like being a vampire, man. <laughs> Vampire's the only other creature no, no, on earth that doesn't shit regularly. Vampires are junkies, apparently. Now I shit once a day. Sometimes I skip a day. You can even skip a day now. I'd rather not, but it happens. I shit like eight I times my, a day, man. I think about go. all the shit that's probably built up. I need to get a clonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you can help me out with that? Yeah. What if we get I a clonic? Right Next direction. week, if we don't have anything to talk about, we'll do live clonic on here. <laughs> right? Fucking <laughs> two. Uh, I shit. will come up with something to talk about <laughs> before we have to resort to that, Damn. man. Um, all right. Shall we jump into it? When we last left our hero, uh, uh, his uh, lady fair, Jordan, his wife, had told me that uh, Muse uh, was using and uh, had been off the wagon for quite some time. And uh, I said, you know what, let's get him here under false pretenses and, and give him, rock him with a little intervention. So she called you, and I don't know where you were. You were getting coffee, which is usually code for yeah. trying to score some pills or something yeah. like that. Uh, she said, uh, come to Kevin's house, or I called you as well. I hit you, and yeah. she hit you as well. Well, she called me first, and then and it was weird because she, she called me, told me to come up, mm-hmm. and then I was driving around, and I saw her car parked up the hill. Also, I called DK, and I was like, DK, let's go to a meeting. Yes. Because I was trying to get off and all that. So and I was DK, like, who's DK one of your closest said, friends yeah. and actually one of your greatest angels in mm-hmm. this world, he was involved. We, Jordan and I called yes. DK and be like, we're going to throw him in a rehab again. Find one, find a bed. Can you set yeah. it up? He's like, I'm on it. And I asked, I called DK and asked him if he wanted to go to a meeting and he said no, which has never happened in 10 years that I've called him. If you call him and you're like, dude, I really like to go to a meeting, and then he'll be like, all right, let's go. I'll bring you. <clears throat> so he said no and I was like, what? What's going on here? You smelled something. So the fishy. car was there. DK said no. And then you called me and was like, hey, you want to go to breakfast? Come on, come to my house, too. And that, go. at that oh, point, yeah. was very rare. The fact that I would just call you out yeah. of the blue and be like, hey, you want to go to breakfast? Like that in and of yeah. itself. Those three fucking markers must have made you be like, oh, shit. So then, yeah, from there, I went straight down to go cop. Because I was like, all right, something's going to happen. That was your first instinct? You're like, I'm caught. I better get high. Yes. I said, I better go get something so I could take it now and I can... I sort of knew that it would sort of be my option. I figured right, right, right. he goes somewhere. So, so the last yeah. hit, the last party, the last hurrah. Yeah, which I don't know why it's sort of my all, all the years over. Yeah, as soon as I everybody does, it. dude. I, I, you know, I'm always fucking like, okay, Monday the diet begins, you know, yeah. and then Monday comes and like Monday afternoon I eat something I shouldn't have. I was like, all right, well, we can't start Tuesday. Um, 
Wednesday, the diet begins, you know, and then you begin Wednesday, and then that. And what do you eat if? And you're like, you know what? I'll start again on Monday because I know I'm going to party all weekend with food, and then start again. So it's the same fucking philosophy. The moment you know you're going to have to pull back or do without, all of a sudden you're like, I got to get the last one in. So what if you had an hour? Let's say there were you were like, someone was like, you have an hour, and then you got to start. What would you do in that hour if you knew you could only? You know what I mean? You you can only eat something. You had an hour to get it and eat it before you were going to stop. Pretzel M&M's. Pretzel M&M's? Yeah, this month it would be pretzel M&M's, oh. man. I'm like, I'm going to load up on this shit before I go. Because who knows if it's going to be around yeah. when I get out. Exactly. So that's sort of my thing. I'm like, all right, so I'm never going to get fucked up again. So this is it. Yeah, anyway, right, so right. that was what I did. I went went there, and then I remember you called again, and you were like, dude, come to my house right now. Right. So I was like, all right, I got to co- go. So then I went, and... You show up, <clears throat> and I was calm. Unlike times in the past, I didn't yell. I was a stoner at this point, so I was just kind (laughs) of like, after she had told me, I just got smoked a joint, and I was like, all right, I'm going to tell Muse now to get off drugs. Um, (laughs) And when I came in, you were like, yo, broski. I'm like, what you're doing is wrong. (laughs) Really wrong. (laughs) So uh, you came in, and uh, I was super calm, dude. I was just like, "Um, I know. She told me. We all know. Yeah, you've got uh, one choice. Three one, choices. Yeah, you've got three choices. You've got one move in all of this right now. Um, I can't take you to fucking cop out with me or goddamn liability. I can't put you beyond a fucking wheel of a stunt car. Like, so bullshit. You go to rehab. You do a month. By that point, we'll only be one week into shooting. Um, you do that. Maybe we could get you right back into the flick. And you were like, all right. And you were pissed at her. You could tell you were just fucking like shooting daggers at Jordan. I was like, don't be mad at her. She might have saved your life. You don't fucking know. Don't fuck around with her, man. Don't give her that shit. When you leave this room, don't fucking yell at her. It's not her fucking fault. DK showed up. Off you went. That was it. And then uh, last thing I heard, I think I was about a month in on Cop Out, less than a month in, and I'd heard from Jordan that you had left the rehab or something like that. So I had said, if you leave rehab, that's it. There's no movie. So I was, at that point, I didn't even call you. I was just like, all right, he's on his own. I was dealing, fighting my own new monsters in a whole completely different uh, set of circumstances. Uh, when I came back, you would roll by every once in a while. Um, and, you know, I'd say hi, but we didn't really hang out that much until I think I started test screening the movie, which was like probably in January, December, January. It was before Christmas, I think, December. Um, you went to one of the test screenings for Cop Out on the Warner yeah. Brothers lot. At that point, I was just like, <clears throat> I don't know. He don't look that good to me. You still had this spacey look about you. He didn't look fucking like as bad as you did back in the day. Clearly, you weren't uh, using heroin or something like that. But clearly there were some pills going on. I remember at one point you'd been on inhibitors, these pills that you call blockers or whatever, and you were like, they can't, they can't, uh, for heroin can't get through them or something. And I didn't sit down and do any of the research. I just listened to you. And naturally, I just want to believe something like that. And I'm like, yeah, it stops the effects of heroin and drugs. Beautiful. Take that pill. But apparently that pill can be abused too. So you start getting like weird and kind of, as you've explained in the other show, punchy because the the pill if you overuse it i guess has some sort of bizarre effect on you so at that point i just didn't really want to spend a lot of time around you uh because clearly you were had one foot in that world still and i was still kind of like just i was finishing up 
the flick. I'd edited and whatnot. So that was taking up all this space in my head. Now that it was kind of put to bed, I could focus on the real world again. And all I could think about was like, oh, my God, nine months ago, the last time I was engaged in a conversation with him is when we found out he was using drugs and he'd been lying for like a year and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I don't need to see Jason right now. Then I got a call from somebody who uh, we worked with uh, in the past, and they were working on a movie with you. Um, and this was about, uh, I want to say February, March-ish or something like that. Is that this year? I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, this person was saying, uh, Jason, they were on this flick with you, this small independent flick you were doing, and they were like, Jason's acting a little fishy. And I was like, all right, I, I mean, I know that's code for what, what that's code for. Um, what were, yeah, fishy. What were you doing? I was, I was teabagging. No, I, uh, I got high. I got high again and it, uh, yeah. You got high on pills? And stuff. You won't be, uh, <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Now what, uh, what happened? In the morning I went there and I was high and I was pretty out of it. So then, I didn't really get high after that for a few days, and then I started continued to get high, mm-hmm. and then it sort of got worse and worse. But I was able to hide it from Jordan at this point again. And were you getting <clears throat> belligerent uh, with that, people on the crew? That was the other. The chick was just like who I was talking to was just like he gets hostile sometimes with people. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, I don't know. He'll get hostile if they're like, he's got a. We want to put a long sleeve shirt. We want, they wanted to change you to short sleeve shirts. And she was saying like, you were like, no, no, I'm not doing that. All of a sudden after like two weeks of never giving a shit, suddenly you cared. And it reminded me of like when we were shooting Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And at one point we were kind of done for the day. Like Mosier didn't think we were doing the convenience store. We lean outside and we did the scene with the girls inside. And we had one more piece to grab in there, which is uh, for the montage of us beating up the guy we pull over the counter and we start hitting him and shit at the end of the movie. But uh, Mosier didn't think we were going to get to it. And he's like, you know what? We can let Muse go for today. And I was like, yeah, all right, man. I was like, Muse, you're done for the day. Like, awesome. He took off and you were going to go drink and hang out up at City City Walk. <laughs> so we wound up going pretty expediently that day. And the Mosier was just like, we got to yank Muse back. And I was like, don't do it, dude. Because we were like a half an hour outside of Los Angeles for the shoot, too. I was like, don't do it, man. Like, it's going to, by the time he gets here, it's going to be so late. He's like, it's a quick shot, quick pop. You guys grabbing the dude over the counter, man. We can knock it out. Like, we got to stay ahead on the schedule. He's like, can't just give him days off. I was like, oh, no, but you said he could go. He's like, it doesn't matter, dude. Like, he's on call. He was told he's on call. I was like, all right. Brought you in, and you were fucking just shit faced. You the swaying kind of drunk like it just looked like Andy Cap from the fucking comic strips, <laughs> little circles above your head and and you were like, What the fuck is going on here? And Mosher's just like, We're uh, shooting that piece that I told you we're supposed to shoot. And you were like, What the fuck, man? I was drinking. And we were like, We know. Um <laughs> and Mosher's like, Don't worry about it, man. We shoot it, we fucking don't. Be such a baby. Never saw it happen before. I don't think I've ever seen it maybe happen since. Muse turned into the fighty drunk, the fighting Irish drunk. Man, we were like, what did you say, fucking Mosier? And it was not even like a affectionate Mosier. It was fucking Mosier. And Mosier like looked at you and then looked at me, and I just kind of backed away like, you're on your own, Moj. <laughs> and uh, he was just like, I said, he said, I, I said that you're obviously drunk or something like that why i didn't say anything i mean it's not fighting you know like, you just think you could say some fucking shit all the time with your smart big words 
<laughs> and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take the boy outside because Mosier was looking tight. Like Mosier trying to hold the production together. And he's just like, I don't care if he is. His name is in the title. I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to take him outside. I took you outside. I was like, please don't fight Scott. You know, they, Scott is our friend. We don't fight our friends. You're like, why do you let me go and then bring me back? He's always fucking with me, boobs, you know. <laughs> and I was like, it wasn't intentional, dude. It wasn't intentional. You're going to put on your costume. We're going to go in. We're going to pretend to beat this guy up. You're like, no, let's really beat up fucking Scott Bozier. And I was like, we're not really beating that up, dude. Is we're just doing a little piece for the movie. And you, over the course of a half an hour, you kind of, not, I wouldn't say sober up, but we kept putting food in your mouth and shit like that. So when it came time to pull, I think it was, uh, Ethan, um, uh, Ethan Jensen was a stunt guy over the counter. I remember Gary at one point was just like, is he all right to do this shot? And I was just like, what do you mean? He's just like, well, he's drunk. I don't want him to fucking miss and punch my dude in the eye or something like that. And I was like, look at him, dude. He ain't got no upper body strength. <laughs> it was a good point. Let him go. Um, but you had, I had seen the kind of nasty drunken side of you. And so I knew kind of what she was talking about in terms of when you get a, like into the fucking, when you cage up a little bit, get backed into a corner and the fucking fierce muse comes out. So uh, were you that? Were, were you being no, that or no? Not at all. It wasn't at all like that. I mean, I was, I was trying to, of course, hide the situation, but I was never like that towards were any people. Were you hiding people. it from Jordan? Yes, I was hiding it from Jordan, and all, all I was. <clears throat> what did? How did you get out? How did you get away with jumping out of rehab? with Jordan like did she uh, she must have had something to say about it because at that point she was like I'm done I'm fed up she yeah. was talking about fucking leaving your ass then when you left rehab I thought for sure she was like I'm fucking out of here how did you manage she, to uh, keep her in the picture a tea bag session <laughs> little tea bag little you must Roman, have magical balls. a little Roman face mask is that what it no. was um, no you know what I went I went and I stayed at my buddies who lived in the same apartment complex mm -hmm. and you know, I called and I was like, look, I'm, I'm over here at so-and-so's house. And she's like, I don't want to talk to you. And I was like, well, listen, I'm already out. So there's nothing really we can do about it. So, um, later she called me back again and she's like, look, I have to go somewhere. So I know you want to see Jersey. You could come get Jersey. <clears throat> and Jersey's that little dog. My dog. Was. Yes. My puggles. But yeah. So then I went and saw the, I went and grabbed Jersey and we saw and we talked for a minute. Went back there and didn't really talk to her until she got home and I brought her the dog. We talked again and um, the next day she's like, oh, I need you to help me move this stuff from the place. Because um, we were going to be moving from that apartment. And so I went and helped her move some stuff and we started talking, of course. And then we, I went back and spent the night at my boy's house. And then, you know, just gradually started, we started hanging out again because of... Because of Jersey, really, I would say. If it wasn't because of Jersey, I don't know. I mean, and there was other things that we had, like you know, we have a uh, <clears throat> we have a couple. We had a bank account together, of course, and but yes, yeah, so we had the bank account. So that stuff sort of kept us talking, and then we started making up and stuff. I remember too. At one point, you were like, um, after you guys had split, and we started kind of chit chatting, and you hadn't really kind of cleaned up. You were talking about. Uh, how Jordan, every once in a while, Jordan would throw you a bone for a booty call. 
And I was just like, get out of here. You're like, it's pretty awesome, even though we're married still. <laughs> You're like, it makes it kind of exciting and shit. You know, at one point we went out and uh, we grabbed some dinner. We were watching TV and I was trying to get it on with her. And you could tell she wasn't interested, but she was so nice. She was just like, all right, I'll roll over, do it quick. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, you like that? You're like, yeah, it was hot, man. And <laughs> She's I, like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I going to tell? Um yeah, so that, that went on for a bit. And then, um, so I don't know, I hit, and then I was doing Wells, sort of, was doing pretty, alright, and then it was. This is post movie. <clears throat> this is after that movie. Yes, after, after you, the. After, after the, the flick where you slipped, and then after that you started doing. Sorry, after that, I, I was thinking about when we and Jordan started talking again, but. So that this was the first before one. that fucking relapse from, from February, March? Like you guys start getting together good then, and then you after I left the one place. After you left the one place. <clears throat> yeah, I was I was going back to then. That's when I sort of went got out, and then now after the movie, I kept going, but it got worse and worse, and I was hiding it from her. But she wasn't. She was working. And what were at you this doing? Point. Just pills at this point. <clears throat> Pretty much, and then there was a, there was a, a run there where it was probably about nine days. Of, of pretty crazy business. What's of the crazy business? Speedballs and what stuff is a like speedball? That. that is coke and heroin. Isn't that what killed John Belushi? Possibly. Eight Who do you do them with? By yourself? Oh yeah. I don't want to be with anyone. I don't want to be around people. But the notion, I don't know anything about the notion of something called a speedball sounds like, hey, everybody gather around. Like it sounds like, <laughs> come join and check it out. It sounds yeah. like a group activity, but you're saying this is something you did solo? Hey, well, I wind up hiding. I mean, it's a weird effect. It's, you get this rush and then you sort of come down, but sometimes you do a little too much of the coke and then, and then me, I just want to sit in the bathroom or like hide in the, not really hide, but stay in my room. Mm -hmm. As you, as we talked about, in the past, like it makes me see people and hear people under the mattress. And Tends to make you a little crazy. Yes. So I would sit in my room and just watch TV and I'd be like, someone, like I don't get, I didn't, with both of them, I don't get super paranoid, but I still don't want to sit and talk to people and be like, hey, what's up, man? Mm. Come hang out. Let's watch a movie. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, so I did that for about, it, and it got pretty bad. And then, um, like Jordan wasn't talking to me. She found out she wouldn't talk to me. And, and uh, you're living in a separate place <clears throat> from her at this point? Yeah, she she was staying at her mother's and her sister's, I believe. <clears throat> and then she went to her friends out in in um fucking Santa Barbara or whatever. And so her mother, but then they started getting worried because I wouldn't answer my phone for hours, of course. And so her mom came, which is so weird. Her mom's fat is honestly fabulous. Like, you know, I'm not even her kid, but as much stuff as she's dealt with. And so she, they got worried. So her mom came and like sat in my house and we had three stories. So I would be up in the top in my bedroom mm -hmm. and she would just sit in the living room and just, just want to be like, do you want anything to eat? You okay? Like just want to hear me talk to make sure I wasn't like, you know, something bad happened. Right. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. That went on and went on, and then finally, I, I and then I stopped, and I'm like, I'm really done, because Jordan was like, Look, I'm just, I'm leaving you. I'm not not coming back, and I want you to stop and do something anyway. So then I decided it got worse, and then Goose came, and I Who stopped. Came? I call her Goose. Her name's Adrian, but I call her Goose. Who is that? Jordan's mother. Sorry, Jordan's oh, okay, mother's okay. name's Adrian, but I call her Goose. Okay. So yeah, she was there, and um. Yeah, it just got bad. And then when I was done, I was like, look, I'll stop. I told him I'd stop when I ran out of stuff, my last bit of business. Right. And um, 
And I did pretty much. And then probably, I would say it went like a month. I right. went like three weeks, three and a half weeks. Jordan and I weren't, she didn't come back, but we were talking and we were hanging out and stuff. And you hadn't used anything in three, mm. three and a half weeks. Yeah, not really. Yeah, no. I, I'm not, not, when I say that I'm not, it's not that I'm not, I'm going to try, I'm trying to lie. Just my timeline is right. pretty fucked up, but this is best of my knowledge. It was like, after the, I did that, it was like a Saturday morning. I woke up, I did it, and I was done. And then it was like two, three weeks, and Jordan and I were getting talking and stuff. And um, and she was like hanging out with me, and we were talking about maybe getting a different place and moving back in and trying. And then I, she went out, and I wind up going and getting Coke. For some reason, I wanted to do Coke, and I went and just got Coke. After being was, kind of cleaned up for th almost three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and being I'm, on the brink of like, hey, man, she might come back. Yeah, exactly, and trying to be like, all right, I got to do this. That's the most and, opportune uh, time to do Coke. Yes, of course. Yes, definitely. And then she wasn't supposed to get home till late, and I figured I'd go in my room, and I'd come down, mm -hmm. and I'd go to sleep before she got home, and she would never know. But, of course... I was get I got really fucked up and then I wanted more. I started doing coke and then I got fucked up and then I I left the bag in the bed under the under my pillow for some reason, an empty bag. So then like she comes home and I'm already fucked up. I'm like, hello, hi, babe, hi, what are you doing home? Right. And um, so then I laid down to try to pretend to sleep and then she goes in her bathroom, does a thing. She comes in, lays down and she like puts her hand under the pillow. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna she pulls it out. And that was it. She was she like, found the plastic bag under the pillow. Well, she's like, what is this? She like took a picture of it and like was sniffing it. And she took I a was picture like, of it. Well, cause <laughs> yeah, she took like a picture cause she wanted to like exam. I don't even know. It's uh, sure if she wanted to like, who is she Batman? Yeah, pretty much. She this wanted to awesome. bring it to fucking CSI to Horatio <laughs> and shit. And he was going to be like, here, give me this. Um, so she, she was furious and left and then she's like, look, I'm seriously, I'm done. I'm never coming back. And so when I woke up, I was like, that happened and I did my shit and I went to bed. I woke up and I was like, I have to do something. So then I <clears throat> called DK and, uh, DK called around and, and, uh, called this guy. And I don't know if we can, I can mention his name, but it's, it's a place called the Hills. Uh huh. And, uh, yeah, and then I, then I called, DK called dude, he called me back and I was like, yeah, I was like, can I come in like tomorrow? I have to do some stuff. He's like, no, be here by six today. So then I was like, fuck it. I, I can't say so no. So he to was, that. Ra rather than be like, hey man, you know, go do what you gotta and then yeah. come in here tomorrow, start fresh. He was just like, no, come now. Yeah. He's like, if you want to come, come now. Right. So yeah, I just, I packed up my shit. I called Jordan, told her and Go Adrian Goose and, um, yeah, and I got my stuff. DK, uh, or no, sorry, Goose came and picked me up and drove me up to the hills where this sexy man came walking out named Oren. And, uh, and sorry, he's here. I guess and anyway, he, he came in and, and he, and I had to sort of do the intake thing and that was that. And, uh. How long did you stay? And I stayed there for two months. Two months I stayed there. On and, property in the rehab? <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's, the thing is I could leave, like we go out to meetings and stuff and, right. and uh, you can go out and do stuff if you're with people from the house and everything. But yeah, I was in there on property for two months. Um, so in that time, did you have to detox badly or anything? How bad were you? Like, did you have to get put under to get off or? Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It was, cause again, it was like back and forth. 
mm-hmm. me going back and forth, back and forth. So it was uh, it was uncomfortable, but they give you stuff. They right. give you like the like clotidine and all this stuff to lower your blood pressure and sleeping meds and all that fabulous stuff. So after two months, uh, you're allowed to leave or did you leave yourself? What was the, no, I left, I was going to stay three months and then things were going well. And, and then I got a new place. Jordan and I started getting back and, um, things were getting better and we got a place, um, down over here, a new apartment and, and, uh, so yeah, I decided to leave because I was also, cause I was leaving for Canada for, I think eight days. Mm-hmm. And then I was going some results for three days and then we got the new place. So I was going to stay an extra month, but I didn't. And, and I felt again, I was, I felt like I was on the right track and I could leave and not, you know, and here I am. So that brings us uh, right up to the current and that brings us up yes. to, uh, the moment, uh, almost the moment. Uh, when now, months after that ride mm. to Vegas, where I was like, "Hey, man, we should do a podcast." Yes, you sought me out. Mm. Um, I was uh working on all my other stuff. Uh, after um, a cop out came out, I um went on tour for a while, went and did Q and A tour, and then I started mm. taking the podcasts out on the road. And I would hear drips and dra- uh, jabs back from people like Muse is doing well in rehab. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll see it when we believe it. Believe it when I see it kind of thing. Um, and then finally, I did see you, and you did look better, and you did look crisp, and the old Muse was back. And I always described it um, to people, particularly to Jen, um, whenever you would kind of go under, when you get lost, when drugs would take you, that there was a movie uh, is based on the uh, the book the play Flowers for Algernon the movie uh, with I think it was Cliff Robertson um, was um, called Charlie and in Charlie in the story of Flowers for Algernon Charlie is uh, I, I guess um, kind of slow handicapped mentally challenged something like that he's not a bright guy so wait I'm the handicapped boy we'll get to the okay. metaphor um, <laughs> but it's not far from the mark. <laughs> In in the story, uh, they they give Charlie like this kind of super drug and shit that clears up his head, and Charlie goes from being like "hello out there, non" to being like he could do complex math equations and talk to people and get pussy and shit like that. The complex math equation. I can, but he uh, it's the it's is a night and day. It's a reverse Jekyll and Hyde almost, where as Charlie, he's just fucking simple. And as once he's got the serum, he's fucking normal. You know, he sounds like everybody else, even better than everybody else, because he's kind of super normal and stuff. And I used to feel like I remember one time I said to Jen, I was just like I was crying. It was right around one of those times where you fucking look like a stick or something like that. And I was just like, I just don't. I, it kills me. He just reminds me of when he gets like this. It reminds me of Charlie at the end of Charlie. Because the end of Charlie, I remember seeing it when I was a kid. It fucking terrified me. Like it was a horror movie. Because this guy got fucking smarter and shit like that. And then sooner or later in the movie, he finds out that it goes down. Like the serum's not going to last his whole life. There's degenerative. As much as it kind of boosted the brain power, it's also quickly degenerative as well. So the whole, you know, for the last act of the, of the flick, he knows that he's going to go back to being like, you know, hello out or not. And it terrifies him because he doesn't want to go back there. Last shot of the flick, man, like the chick who loves him comes in to see him and and uh like he's on the floor faced away from her and she's like charlie charlie and he turns around and he has that fucking hello out or not expression on and the the charlie the simple charlie the mentally handicapped charlie is fucking back and i remember saying to jen i was just like it's just like when fucking he he takes the fucking drugs man it's just like it reminds me of 
fucking Charlie, the end of Charlie, man, where he's just like, that's not who he is. And she's just like, how do you know that's not who Charlie normally is? And the serum and the moments you see Muse when he's not on drugs is the unnatural state for him. And I was like, that's just depressing. I can't fucking deal with that. I mean, look, you got to give me hope. I just told you I'm crying about Charlie and Algernon. Like, but it did. It always gave me pause, and I would fight it for the, for the longest time in terms of like, no, no, the real muse is in there. I went so far as to uh, write a story, long nine-part blog called Me and My Shadow a couple of years ago to essentially tell this same story to a large degree. And it ends uh, wonderfully because it ends with you like getting off drugs and fucking cleaning up it had been a few years at that point that you'd been off drugs when I wrote the story. And I was also able to, on the online version of it, include a link to a video that you had gave me years ago where you very responsibly said, like, I can never promise that I won't ever do drugs again, but I will promise that I'll never lie to you about it. So you didn't break the first promise, but you definitely broke the second promise. This podcast is nothing more than just a way to keep you accountable. That's it. This podcast isn't anything. It's fun and people can enjoy it. We can enjoy it and have a good fucking time reminiscing and talking about funny shit and just being clowns and whatnot. But make no mistakes about it, people. This is an intervention, an ongoing intervention, if you will. Um, I wrote some shit down just so I could be able to say it, just so I don't forget. This podcast should be fun, but make no mistake about it. Jane Silent Bob Get Old was conceived as a way to help a really good guy who struggles daily with a vicious monkey on his back by making him accountable to not just himself, but now also his public. Last time I looked, uh, our podcast was climbing 200K in subscriptions, to over, almost 200,000 people downloading and listening to the story. That's 200,000 new sponsors for you, um, all of whom are now equally as invested in seeing you stay on a path. Because sure, some funny shit can happen, as we've heard, when you're a junkie with a heart of gold. But more often than not, <laughs> some pretty horrible shit happens too. And, and this whole show, that's all about just, I don't know, it's an intervention essentially. Every week, Jane Silent Bob Get Old is an intervention. Now here's where you fucking pop up and you're like, Bullshit! It's your intervention, weed boy! <laughs> this whole thing was a ruse to get you from smoking, smoking, smoking weed! And I'd be like, wow, he's, he is super brain Charlie. <laughs> he was way ahead of me at every fucking uh, given turn. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that what his sad face looked like when he turned around and the girl came and he's like... No. <laughs> That was definitely the elephant man. His face, he turned around, his face was just more like, more like fucking. <laughs> so he's a happy man. He was happy, yes. But the part of him that had become smart Charlie was inside like, no! He's gonna pee his pants again! What did he look like when he was smart? Did his face, was he like, hello? He did. He was Hi, fucking man. smooth. He was. He, he was like, like James Bond. He got laid. He talked this chick in a bed. A chick who knew him when he was like, "Oh, where is Algernon?" Like, <laughs> she was. She saw him at his worst. And fucking once he had the serum, and he's so it's amazing. Does it go back and forth, or you? No, he gets one. He goes from from uh, you know Charlie the custodian to who's always racing Algernon. Algernon's a little mouse, and he's Algernon. It goes from his. His enemy, not his enemy, but he's always like, I don't like you, Algernon. You know, cause Algernon, <laughs> they'll take Algernon, put him in a box, make him run a fucking race to a piece of cheese. They'll give Charlie the fucking thing to try to do the same, the same, uh, maze and he can't do it. 
So he'll sit there and they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, Charlie. Algernon beat you. And he's like, oh, I don't like you, Algernon, you know. <laughs> but then when he gets smart, he starts talking to the mouses. He's kind of conscience and whatnot. And, you know, and he knows he's smart than Algernon. But then Algernon, I don't want to spoil it, Algernon dies. So when he sees Algernon dead, that's when he's like, oh, my God, that's, it's gonna, that's what's going to happen to me. And they're like, yeah, yeah. But before he dies, and you don't even get to see him die. You just see him go back to being like a normal think- dude he was. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm tired of seeing you be that retard dude. No more so I need you to, I need All you right. to fucking stop. And if it requires us doing a weekly podcast for the rest of our lives until we're 80, and I'm like, what did you do today? <laughs> I had a bowel movement, you know? <laughs> Um, and as I've said many times, too, in the past, if you feel like doing a bunch of drugs when you're 80 years old, God bless. You know, you will have earned it at that point. But you're how old now? 36. 36. 44 years you got to wait wow. until you could pick I'm up 36. again. 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 36. Time to start acting. Oh, like my police. goodness. Um, so <laughs> yes. make me, look, I won't make you make me to fucking promise because it, it, mm. it doesn't work. And it's also, that's fairy tale bullshit. You're, is this something you're going to deal with for the rest of your life? It's not something that like, hey man, don't do it. Like I used to be back in the day, like, just don't do it. And you're like, okay, I won't. And I'd walk away. And you're like, <laughs> you know, um, it's, that's unrealistic. And that's certainly not the case. And I, I know that'll never be. Uh, but if this helps, then I'm all for it. Then, then you will have an, uh, at least an hour of my weekend every weekend, as long as you can stay off drugs. And, and now everybody knows what you sound like, the warning signs, what to look like, so everybody can keep an eye on you. Your life's going to get irritating. <laughs> How, long you been clean How long have you been clean? You said you got a chip Is recently? It, yeah, for three months. 90-day mm. chip. People are like... Don't applaud that. Do better, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and every week we'll get to hear if you're, you're doing better. I know you were a little antsy about going in to tell the story. How do you feel? I've, I've seen nothing but praise for you online with people going, um, like, he's so brave telling the truth and shit. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think it, I don't feel bad. I don't mind telling the story or telling, talking about <clears throat> stuff that happened, but, um, I don't know. I think I still feel weird about, Showing my emotions, I guess. Even like when we're alone, I, you, have you noticed as you know me, like it's hard to show my emotions unless I'm like straight up crying. Yes. Um, <clears throat> like it's weird if I take, um, taking compliments, I feel weird. I'm just saying normal day of your life. So I don't know, being up here sometimes and clapping or what have you is, uh, but no, I feel good. And I'm, and I don't mind telling and I never have, um, because it is, it is what it, you know, it is me. That's who I am. So. There it is, man. Um, and you're going to hear who he is every week. And then yeah. also me, motherfucker. Now let's start talking about me. Now I get to be you. like, here are my issues. I have no problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll hear about it uh, next week and every week for as long as you're fucking clean uh, here on Jane Silent Bob Goodold. I yes. love you so much. Thanks for I tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Modco Internet Television blast your eyelids with Vididio Zaplente. Get a daily dose of pop culture awesome sauce.
Commentary, cartoons, comics, comedy, old shit, new shit, everything you need to view are askew. Tired of watching a bunch of fucking cat videos? Me too, broski. YouTube.com slash csmod. Smodco Internet Television. Sit happens.